It is what it is. Okay, I think we have, are we good? Well, you know, I see Jesse there. That means we're good. And good morning and an amazing morning to all of you. And welcome to what I hope is the best Tuesday of your life. I'm going to do everything I can to make it the best Tuesday of your life. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm going to throw in, Jesse, I'm going to have your I have the main chat in here. I'm going to try to open the Rumble chat because, of course, things don't, you know, go cross-platform properly. There's always, you know, sort of conflicts with the API or whatever. And uh, But let's see how it goes and see if we can get everybody's uh, chats and comments in here as things start to grow a little bit. And, um, okay, so I don't need YouTube. I don't need that. I think we're live. Are we? Let me go. What do you think? I'm going to I'm going to click the Twitter now and I'm going to cross my fingers and say oh we're up and running. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> God. What a uh, an awful morning. Good morning Jesse and good morning to Rocky and everybody else. Uh, thank you for sending me all the messages in the in the Discord. Things have been uh, a little bit crazy today, but I want to welcome you to the Freedom Coffee live stream, where what do we do? We celebrate the freedoms that we have and we work on ideas and strategies and communications on how to expand those freedoms in the future. And we try to do this in a nonpartisan way um, as much as possible. And thank you from everybody from across the political spectrum who join in on these things. If you're watching now or you're watching in the future, and please like, share, subscribe. Uh, with everybody, and uh, let's get started. What's what's integral to this whole process of positivity framing and all that sort of stuff is your cup of coffee, at least for me. And as soon as I sip that cup of coffee, that's when I, I slip into my positive state. And I hope it works the same for you. I, I feel all the negative energy flying out of me, and then I can really focus on all the good things in life. And I treat everything else like noise all the political nonsense that we get, the, you know, the divide and conquer that we see. And Jesse knows exactly what I'm talking about. So good morning. Sip it is. All right. Uh, I want to um, thank all of you who came out to on Sunday night to hang out with Peter McCormick. I had a great time. I had a great time. Everybody did. It was a lot of fun to connect with a lot of you locally in Toronto. We did one in Windsor. We had some people coming from Detroit. And uh, it was great. Um, it was it was amazing. And then yesterday, uh, Peter did a sit down with Joseph Newberger. Uh, I think most of you know I produce uh, a podcast, Not on Record, with Joseph, and they had a very interesting conversation that I think you're going to like when you see it. Uh, for those who don't know, who is Peter McCormick? Peter McCormick hosts a podcast called What Bitcoin Did. And I would say it's probably one of the most popular, well, it's probably the most popular uh, Bitcoin-related podcast in the space. Very, very well known. And there's him, Stefan Levera, a number of others. But uh, he has come to, to Toronto, well, he's come to Canada. And uh, it was really interesting sitting down and getting to, uh, to hang out with him. I also have some good news from this morning. The, that good news is... I received a message that I posted online about this book from a no-coiner friend who finally sat down and read the book. And two things. One was the comment was, 
the uh, the part about Bitcoin was absolutely brilliant, or integrating it was uh, genius. I can't remember the exact words. And the second thing was this friend shared it with another friend and told them to read the book and followed up with an order, taking a picture of them receiving the book as well, based on the whole premise of the story of, of peace, love, unity, and freedom, and Bitcoin. And now all of a sudden what happens? People start to get curious about Bitcoin. This is why, for me, I always try to reach people with as much positivity as possible, but also added value and to give them something. Not always have my hand out and you know try to suck people from donations, which by the way, I think most of you who know since the Freedom Convoy, I think I'm the only person, one of the only people who hasn't asked anybody for a single cent. Yet the political convoy, the sab saboteurs, will try to brainwash you and convince you otherwise. But uh, more on that in a bit. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk a little bit of politics first. Ron DeSantis is out. And I got to tell you, I don't know what, what were they thinking or what was he thinking running. I remember when he ran, when he announced that he was going to run, and I'm like, oh, please, don't, don't. All that's going to do is get people fighting with each other. He's an amazing governor. He can't leave. He can't leave that position. He needs to to keep Florida safe. And I know for my friends in the Republican Party in Florida, they tell me there's all sorts of people, you know, behind him that are just as practical as he is. Great. But he's there now. Let's, you know, this all these things are delicate in terms of you know, working with a political structure that sometimes shoots itself in, a foot, in its foot and works against us, but at the same time trying to work with them and regaining our freedoms. So I remember when I heard that DeSantis said he was going to run, I just, you know, in the pit of my stomach, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, and also he's got a global profile as a governor, so you can't beat that sort of PR as somebody who is uh, holding a regional state of office. But I'll tell you what, I think, I might be wrong, because I've seen some of the people tangentially around the DeSantis campaign, and there were some very good people, as there always are, but there were some bad people, too. There are some of these, you know, political grifters. I mean, I hate using that term all the time, or that people have overused it, that it kind of is losing its meaning. But... There's a type of person in politics, as I mentioned in the last stream, that not all politicians run for office. There's a lot of politicians who permanently have an a career where they're working behind the scenes, manipulating people, manipulating voting blocks, propagandizing people, and all that sort of stuff. And he had some of those people on his campaign. And uh, anyways... I think that might be the case. Cheryl, good morning. You finally made it. What do you mean you finally made it? You're here all the time. Uh, Cheryl, I love you, and you are the best, as is everyone else, and thank you for, uh, for joining. So anyways, I think that's settled. Um, it is now down to the establishment, and, well, there's Trump versus uh, Haley. Which one is the establishment? It's a little bit murky. People online will try to tell you one's establishment, one's not. But remember, there's entire teams around these people. They operate almost like corporations, like large corporations. And there's establishment people in both campaigns. That's just the reality. Uh, I know Nikki Haley gets the um, 
the left-wing smear, the industrial complex smear and all that sort of stuff. How much of that is true? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's murky in and out of uh, different voting blocks. I don't think it's quite so uh, clean cut, but... You know, when she does the whole victimization thing of, you know, I'm I'm a woman and this is my minority, it's just kind of like, all right, you're in the wrong party. Uh, you should not, <laughs> this is not the ideals of objectivism and, you know, merit, a merit-based society that's just victimization, which I hate and you should hate too. So hopefully Nikki, Nikki Haley and her team will have the wisdom to abandon that sort of postmodern oppressor versus oppressed bullshit because there's no business uh, in a civil society as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Cheryl says, I love you, Ben. Um, I love you, Jesse. Oh, everybody's having a love fest here. <laughs> you guys are amazing. And by the way, Jesse is Rocky watching. For those of you, uh, you know, we're new to Wilson, to, um, I'm just reading the, we're new to the, uh, the X stream. Um, Rocky is a bird, and Rocky apparently is my biggest fan in the animal kingdom, and I've posted some of his videos, so if Rocky is there, send him hello. Uh, Cheryl says, I'm sick of the racism. You know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of the, the use of that term. Like, it has zero meaning anymore. anymore. Somebody calls you or anyone else racist, is kind of like, really? Really? That's all you got? All right. And uh, it's just all, all but ignored now. It's a whole bunch of words like that that no longer have any, you know, they, they've been weaponized so long that no one cares anymore, right? Uh, Cher, uh, Jesse says, Haley is a dem. Is she? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know too, I mean, I know a little bit about her, but I haven't really paid much attention to her because I thought from the very beginning, uh, this whole exercise was futile and I don't know perhaps there's enough po enough money in political party money laundering that it was worth their while to run a whole slate of candidates that had zero chance of getting elected but we'll see we'll see what happens um okay we've talked about this many times on this stream for people who are new to, new to X who are Jesse I'm going to ask you this you tell me Jesse who are the least credible people in society what do who do you think they are who are the least credible people who are the people that just deserve that you know every time they come out oh it's probably a designated liar right and before i know you're going to type it is they are politicians the media and with an asterisk number three are lawyers and that's because lawyers are they're paid advocates of the court right so in some scenarios they're paid to distort the truth and, uh, you know, give a spin on a topic, right? There you go, Jesse, media, lawyers, politicians. There's like a 20-second delay here, on, and that's why I got to ask it that way. But anyways, so, um, well, Cheryl's well, <laughs> media, politicians, the lawyers. What about social media influencers? What do you think? You think maybe there's there's something to that as well? Maybe they, like, I don't know. I'm just brainstorming with you. Should some social medias, media influencers, be put in the same category as politicians, the media, and lawyers? What do you think? Because I'll tell you what I've noticed. 
and I've been you know watching this for the past year and a half, almost two years now, that as we talk about this cartel, the, the political cartel that is cross-border, clearly, clearly, of people that have a vested interest and are well-financed by certain groups of political groups that are there uh, really to brainwash all of you and to put you into one of two political camps. Uh, one camp, you know, we like because they're anti uh, uh, they're anti-communist, but they might just be, uh, oops, no, I, I don't want to open that. Uh, but they might be just as corrupt as the other side, right? Uh, Jesse says, like, Derek and Clyde. I don't know who those people are, but um, yeah, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, one of them, well, one of them I know. One of them it doesn't isn't getting paid. If it's, if it's the people I'm thinking, it's too stupid to get paid for it. But yes, so I think there's, we're starting to see a lot of it. And what's very interesting, and we'll talk about more about this over time, is the connection to political money laundering as well. Uh, like it's absolutely crazy what's going on. Like there's so many additional things that have come to light as a result of the Freedom Convoy and specifically the co-opting of the Freedom Convoy that really have exposed all the data points that show how so many of these people are working in coordination with one another. And it's almost like they're all using Hootsuite, like the same Hootsuite account. Like somebody manages all of their, you know, influencer political grifter campaigns that when something comes down the wire, that they're all ready, that they have to regurgitate the same thing. It's just a massive retweet. They just click one button. It's like the heat button on, on TikTok. And then all of a sudden, you know, a hundred accounts of influential people who we all who we think or been uh, brainwashed to think are credible, all of a sudden re all retweet the same thing. It's hysterical. I, I'm, you know, I'll give you a little kernel from through conversations during the Freedom Convoy. I know that this is what's happening. <laughs> it's um, it's really crazy. And then you know, there are all the proxy organizations that. Um, where the political money laundering is going on through donations is a big part of it. Uh, you have organizations like the JCCF, uh, TBOF, the Strong and Free Network, which used to be the Manning Institute, that's Preston Manning, uh, who showed up at Freedom Convoy and was trying to, I don't know, it was maybe an unfair characterization to bribe people, but Chad explains that. Uh, Chad Eros, who was the treasurer, of Freedom Convoy can expand more about that. He's been talking a little bit about that. Oh, and this organization that they're all tied to, TBOF. <laughs> TBOF. The taking Back Our Freedoms. You know what they did recently? They're so big into taking back our freedoms that they showed up at the Freedom Convoy. Uh, they tried to take over. They described it as their Freedom Convoy. And um, they're all in on freedom and stuff. You know what they did this week or last week, recently? They, uh, TBOF, removed its website. <laughs> they deleted their website. <laughs> Assholes. So they set this up on January 24th or 25th of 2022. When the conservatives started calling me and trying to get me to adopt their messaging and not make the Freedom Convoy about mandates and um, uh, and the Arrive Cam and gave me a list of milk toast 
talking points that were completely irrelevant to the to the goals and aspirations of the, the trucker convoy. Uh, Diverge Media has done an article on that. Um, and they, they kept pushing this guy, uh, uh, Brian Peckford. And I remember hearing, oh, Brian Peckford, ooh, Brian Peckford. Ooh. I'm like, the fuck is Brian Peckford? <laughs> and they're like, oh, you don't know? I'm like, no, no, I have a life. Who, who is it? The political nerds, right? Uh, and they're, oh, he's, he's the last remaining signatory of the charter that Justin Trudeau violated, the Charter of Freedom Rights and, uh, Rights and Freedoms. And I'm like, uh, okay, never heard of him. <laughs> okay, so he's the one guy that didn't die. That's why he's important. Like, okay, great. Good for him. He's awesome. Good for him. Uh, why do we need him here? <laughs> like, what's the whole point? Well, uh, he was the chair of TBOF, the organization that was fighting for your freedoms and has removed its website. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> oh... You know what they're like? You remember the the movie Animal House? And remember you had like um, the fraternity. I, I can't remember the names of the fraternity. Sorry. But you had the fraternity that uh, the guys were in that was like the party fraternity and it was a little bit excessive, but it was a lot of fun. That's what made the movie. And then you had the nerd asshole fraternity that nobody liked. Those are your conservative. That's your conservative party. <laughs> so, they're so awful. They're so awful. They had everything in front of them. They were the new counterculture. And they flushed it down the toilet. You know, but anyways. Um, so anyways, I remember hearing this during the convoy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, very important, very important. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, those are just the sociopaths and political nerds. Um, these people in politics, by the way, just a little comment on it. Like, I've... I am not in the politics. I got involved because I saw what was going on locally around where my business was and where I, where I lived and thought like, okay, somebody's got to get involved and do something. And I thought instead of complaining, I'm just going to try to get involved and I'll go as far as I can, you know, and knowing this whole thing's kind of rigged and whatever. But these people who are in politics, they're mentally ill. You know, they, they are crack addicts. The, the level of obsession and addiction they have to politics, it's sick. It's really, really sick. If you meet these people, like that's why I remember being told that political parties are cults, and they are, with one difference. Um, when you're in a cult, everybody's supposed to be on the same side. However, when you're in a political cult, Everybody is going directionally in the same direction with the exception of they're, they're stabbing each other in the back constantly and trying to throw each other under the bus. So you can have somebody who can be your best man at your wedding and one or two months later is trying to destroy your reputation forever. Like that's the type of climate that you're in in politics. Okay, we still have the problem on Twitter X where the title is incorrect and it's the last episode. No matter what I do, I can't fix it. So I'll have to delete that after. I think I'm going to have to give up on Twitter X unless we get some of this programming uh, working properly, unless it's something, something to do with the encoder. All right. So um, this leads me on to this topic of social media influencers. Uh, they sure are just looking at Friedland. Yeah, listen, they, they all are. 
Uh, Lono, <laughs> the Bitcoin cult. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Bitcoin, uh, no, we're, we're not a cult, but definitely I think what happens in Bitcoin is because people are so frustrated with all the garbage of politics around the world that people are like, just like, get me out of here. I'm going to find some, I, I'm, I, I've, I've discovered this Bitcoin protocol. It's an off-ramp. It's outside the system. And people are just so happy to find people who are not being brainwashed with the bullshit that uh, they're just very, very accommodating to one another. And it can feel that way, right? Uh, this begs the question, do you recognize uh, the honest political actor in, uh, Guillaume, I can't see it, honest political actor in, in due time? I think so, Guillaume. Uh, I think that I think it's going to take time. So I think where we're going to go is we're going to go the Mieli direction in many Western democracies because our countries are bankrupt. We have no choice. We need to cut, take the government and cut them by seventy percent. It's just or the 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 states will will fail. So we have no choice, and it's going to take a personality like that to do that in Canada. The problem, or what I'm worried about, is it took Argentina. 70 years to get to this point where they brought in a melee with the chainsaw who just cut everything down and said, we're going back to basics. We do live in the age of, uh, of technology, so uh, the rate of change is exponentially faster. So I don't, I'm hopeful we won't have to wait 70 years till it gets bad enough that people call for just cutting everything massively. But uh, I, I might be wrong. But I don't, I, I, in my personal opinion, my belief, and I could be wrong, is it'll be much quicker. That maybe we're looking at 10 years in the future till we get a hardcore melee-type figure. However, it makes it very difficult when you have this protection racket in Canada, which is, which were, is being exposed since the Freedom Convoy, that works as a protection racket for all the political parties. That's why you don't have new political parties form. And if you do, they get co-opted and become part of this network that completely blocks any of the, um, any sort of new faces or new ideas to enter the political sphere. We just agree, oh, about Bitcoin. This is, uh, Lona's talking about Bitcoin. We just disagree like people creating religious subgroup scriptures and how it goes forward. <laughs> but yes, it's just a tool overall to bring uh, like-minded people together. Lona, you're the best, brother. That's great. Um, anyways, okay, so we've switched from, let me switch over to these the social media influencer question because this ties into, you know, like, these, this group TBOF that was all there. They're there. They were capturing donations. I don't know how much, how much, hundreds of thousands of donations for the Canadian truckers that I never saw a penny of. You never saw a penny of. Uh, it wasn't included in the law firm. Where are those hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations that went to TBOF? We should go to their website and send them an email and ask them. Oh wait, they shut it down. <laughs> all right. Um, so these social media influencers ties into something that's going on. So I mentioned one of these organizations before. I woke up and I saw, I'm sure many of you saw this, this, uh, a, a tweet, not a tweet thread, but a tweet that's being copied and pasted all over the place and being retweeted by many of the people who sabotaged the Freedom Convoy. It was stunning. I took all their pictures. I'm like, wow, 
all it's like these people all know each other because when you look at the time that they retweeted it, they all came at the same moment. Again, like they're all using Hootsuite. One person presses a button and they all retweet the same message at the same time. And in this case, what they retweeted was Tucker Carlson called the Canadian government saying he's coming to free Canada. I like Tucker, Tucker, but that's that's a little cringe, cartoonish. That's that's he knows that's not how government and the, the how government works. He knows that's not reality. Like I get it was theater and it's funny, but like I don't know. I think maybe they just kind of they're swinging for the fences and they missed. But he's speaking. Remember before I said. The JCCF, they're the people who fucked us with all the lawyers and stuff. TBOF also screwed us. Uh, Strong and Free, who was funding all of them, they, they screwed us. Um, Tucker is speaking at a JCCF event in January. Why would you be speaking at, event, at an event with the people who sold out the truckers? I thought he was supportive of the truckers. Why would you go to the, po the, the political proxy organization who sold us out? By the way, I've sent him this stuff so he knows if he's checking his stuff. But anyways, um, now his speaking quote, from what I understand, is, and this is kind of at that top tier. This is common when you can draw that sort of audience. Uh, from what I understand, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, uh, I'm getting bad information, so I apologize. But... Uh, this is what I'm being told, that his speaking quote is between $125,000 and $150,000 to speak. Listen, when you're in high demand like that, you have a large audience. Like, I get it. That, that happens to a lot of people. Um, but that $125,000 to $150,000, that would definitely pay for a lot of truckers who don't have any legal defense right now. Don't you think? Don't you think maybe instead of... Um, uh, bringing somebody in to give us a good speech for a couple of hours, maybe that should go towards some of the truckers who don't have any legal defense. You see all these people pleading guilty right now. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dana, Peaceman, just in Ottawa, he's in court, doesn't have any legal representation because the JCF, JCCF screwed him as well. Uh, the Democracies Fund as well wants everybody to plead bargain. And if they don't plea bargain, they're left without any legal representation. Remember, I produce a podcast for a criminal lawyer. And what's the number one, lawyer, one, number one rule that Joseph tells people? Never, ever, ever plea bargain. These people are all lawyers. They're pushing them to plea bargain. What the hell's going on? Okay, then what happens with all the excess money uh, to, to run a defense when they plea bargain? I, I mean, it smells like money laundering. Smells like it, but maybe it's not. So my question is, who is paying the 125 to 150? Assuming it's correct, who's paying the 125 to 150 thousand dollars to bring Tucker Carlson to save Canada and to speak? Where did JCCF get that money? Because according to them, recently they said they have no money. They operate as a nonprofit. They don't have no money. Is that the truth? Or, or is that the money that they raised, the five and a, and a change million dollars, on top of the escrow money that they raised off our backs, touring around all the people who sold us out? Is that who's paying for Tucker Carlson's? Or are your donations 
to the truckers what's paying for Tucker Carlson to come here and prop up Pierre Polyev? Is that what's going on? You know, it'd be great if they're using Bitcoin and it was on a public blockchain and we can see where the money is flowing in and out, right? I'm a big proponent, by the way, Lone, don't get upset at me. I'm a proponent that NGOs and government agencies should use Bitcoin and they should be forced to make their wallets public. So private wallets are for the general public. But if you're a registered NGO or government entity, your wallet must be public, whereas everybody else's should be private, sorry. So all the general public should have private wallets, but NGOs and government agencies should have public wallets so we could see anything, everything. At least that's my interpretation. And you know, all of this reminds me, and you know, I see people, you know, they, they press the button and all the fake influencers are regurgitating the same messages. And you know what it reminds me of? I posted this before. Remember Star Trek TNG? And there was the episode, The Game. It was that game that everybody gets addicted to. They put it on to you. It zaps something in your brain. And all of a sudden, it suspends, cognit uh, uh, the, it su suspends cognitive ability. It feels like that's what's going on. That everybody's being brainwashed to go into this camp. Because these are all the good people who are anti-Trudeau. And then there's that camp. Those are all the bad people who are pro-Trudeau, uh, but there's corruption on all sides. Like that's what it feels like. And I feel like I feel like one of the few people trying to point this out to everybody. There's no good guys and bad guys. There's just opportunist people all over the place. You know, it's crazy. Uh, South Park, Alona, <laughs> you're the best. South Park had a special uh, they did on this recently. The, the Creed episode. Haven't seen it. Uh, Creed episode. Special, basically, one subplot is the auctioning off of the influencers to state actors. Oh, dude, it's so it's so true. Oh, my God, it's so true. It's so good. I got to watch that. All right, I'm going to put that on my list. Um, ugh, Jesse, Jesse, ugh, Star Trek, don't, don't be dish, dissing Star Trek TNG. Not that new Picard woke postmodern bullshit. I mean, the real... Star Trek TNG. Don't be dissing that. I love you, but come on. Star Trek's awesome. <laughs> right. um, and um, Picard over Kirk any day. Sorry, guys. Even though I might be more like Kirk, I like. Uh, I definitely like Picard. Okay, let's do... Um, you have talked a little bit about this before. The... Um, oh, wait, I want to mention this as well. Tonight at 8 p.m., there is a Twitter space, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So um, what is that? Uh, 6 p.m. Calgary Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. Diverge Media is hosting, uh, I think they're hosting a Twitter space or co-hosting a Twitter space or something. And it is, uh, Diverge Media, as you know, it's been, I think he told me, 14 or 15 months he's been doing a deep dive into the POEC testimony, all the people around the commission. He's interviewed everybody, myself included, and trying to put the pieces together of this little political cartel and how they tried to influence and, or infiltrate the convoy, put an end to it, and then fundraise around it, and then abandon all the truckers and myself, uh, screwed us, and, you know, like a bunch of goblins, they took all the money for themselves, right? Which is welcome to the trash that are in politics, right? 
They're such trash, really. They're such garbage. But anyways, uh, so the name of the space is Staley, Greg Staley, right? Is Staley. Did Tamara hold the line, Leach betray the Canadian truckers? Now, I don't know what, he's got an article coming out at 7 o'clock, so an hour before. I don't know what's in the article. I know he's been doing many interviews with many people. I don't know what his conclusions are. But uh, if you want to talk to him about his article, tonight will be the time at 8 p.m. And he'll probably add some additional clarification in terms of what's going on. At least that's, that's my understanding. Uh, and you know what they do? The best part? You know, you know somebody's a political op when they do this. Oh, Greg is just part of, uh, of BJ's group. No, no. Greg is an independent journalist who does his own thing. He's got his own life. And I have my own life like you have your own life. But there's your proof that everybody in politics is a friggin' socialist. All of them. Because all the, they, they put on the political goggles for every issue. doesn't matter what it is. You're going to buy milk. Oh, is it, red, is it homogenized milk in the red container? Oh, you're a liberal. Like that's how sick these people are. They're demented in their minds. And so what they'll do is anytime two people are talking, all of a sudden you're part of a collective group. They're, they're brainwashed with collectivism on all sides, conservative side and liberal side. They're no different. They're the same thing in that respect, right? So you'll hear those smears a lot, and they're kind of funny. To be <laughs> but anyways, uh, so that's tonight at 8 o'clock. Um, and, you know, just a little point on this. Like, there's so much more that I don't know, sorry, that I know that I don't discuss and haven't discussed yet. And there's a reason for that. Sometimes, like there's some stuff that I've learned over the last couple of weeks from people who've reached out to me and uh, can verify certain information in different links of different uh, groups and money and people. And it's just like, you wouldn't believe it. Like if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. It's, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, there's the Alex Jones of the world who are not careful with their language. And they say, you know, the whole turning the frogs gay. Well, no, it was altering their genetic sequence. And it was altering the, bi uh, uh, the sexually bimorphic character of frogs. Um, that's the reality. But, you know, lazy speech and hyperbole and brainwashing people ends up or turning the frogs gay right and i don't want to be that i i want to i'm trying to be as precise as possible and without leading people astray and that takes time that's why this whole process is slow and takes a while and sometimes when you tell people something that is completely true and you can verify it right in front of their face you can put a document right in front of their look here here's the signature this is everything they still won't believe it because they slip into the sign the seven signs of cognitive dissonance because they're emotionally tied to a story that they've been given which is narrative poisoning so that's why it takes time over time to over a long period of time to explain to people how things are connected, how things work, and all that sort of stuff. So I've made a promise to all of you. I am never going to lie to you. I'm not in anybody's pocket. I haven't taken money from anybody at all. And uh, I'm just trying to clarify lots of things. And that apparently is a threat to the political class, as always. Um, 
But anyways, so that's it. That's what it is. Jesse, I'll never lie to you. I, I promise you I never would. Um, okay. I want to give, you know, I talked about this last time, the, the whole positivity thing. And I think I'm going to try to do in every each episode as we talk about, you know, all these smear merchants and political hacks that we got to focus on the good things in life. And there's so many good things going on in the world. So many. And so we'll, we'll call this like the white pill segment. So for those of you who know the, the term, uh, the red pill, the truth, the blue pill, wanting to live a lie, which is what's happening with a lot of Freedom Convoy people or supporters. They're, they're taking the blue pill. They're going with the unofficial, uh, sorry, the official alternative, uh, alternative narrative explanation, which is all the fake alternative uh, media have been brainwashing you with. But I think so. The, I think that there's a there's a cause for a white pill every time, and let's focus on some of the good things. And this was very interesting. They this came up uh, a little while ago, and I went back and researched it because it's on my list to look into. And the the art the best article I had it was um, about Stanford University. Right, we all hate universities because. They're all run by communists and all like that's what we're told. Oh, universities are all communists, which, yeah, in the humanities, that's true. Uh, believe me, t uh, many years on a university campus running a business, I can verify that claim in certain faculties. However, this article uh, explains uh, the moonshot effort, which aims to bioprint a human heart and implant that into a pig. I'm going to read it again. Because I don't think you heard that. <laughs> Moonshot effort aims to bioprint a human heart and implant it into a pig. So it's uh, the going in from into a pig and stuff like I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know anything about medicine, to be entirely honest. However, it's the technology aspect that one of the experiments that was being conducted was essentially 3D printing a heart inside a pig, like inside a, a pig carcass, I guess. And the technology worked. So think about it. There's, there's no incision. There's no, no, nothing going inside of you. I don't know how it works. Uh, I guess it's similar to, you know, uh, laser etching in diamonds. So when they laser etch into diamonds, those internal... Um, uh, the internal inclusions that they kind of they'll map it out into a shape of something I'm, I'm assuming it's similar technology as that so the idea is you'll have a device not this small but a big device on top of your body in the case of a heart and it can th bio 3d print a replacement heart think about that how crazy that is is that what the tricorder is in star trek Jesse, since you made fun of Star Trek. Tricorder is the thing they would just go beep, beep, beep and scan and everything would be fine. Is that what it was doing? Was it, was it three, 3D bioprinting new muscle and skin tissue in your body? Like, I don't know. I've, and this came from, this is legitimate. This came from the Stanford Cardiovascular Institute. That's where this uh, research has been conducted and is ongoing. So think about how amazing that is. 
right? So when you hear all the doom and gloom and all the political, like this is just political BS. Political BS has always been going on in our lives back to the Roman and, and, and Greek, the Roman empires and the ancient Greeks. We've always had political lies and trying to position people one against another, which is why I'm starting to evolve on our current system and think it may need to be char changed. But think about that, that we're entering this age of massive accelerations in technology. And this is beyond just Dr. David St. Clair's life extension stuff. So you take life extension from St. Clair, you take this technology of being able to print organs, biological organs, and artificial intelligence, which will help us, if we get it working properly, comb through research and data and coming up with quick conclusions for things that might have taken the human eye to scan many, many uh, hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of man hours to do it. It can do it in a very short period of time. Well, I don't know. This is all sounding very positive. This is not doom and gloom. And we never hear this from our legacy media, and we also don't hear it from our alternative media, right? We don't hear that. How many, f think about your favorite alternative media personality or whatever you get who's always promulgating, oh, Biden bad, Trudeau bad, or, or if you're on the other side, you know, Trump bad, whatever. Are they ever telling you about all the good things that are going on? Are they ever discussing advances in technology and the positive? Did they ever sprinkle that in? No. Why? What's the vested interest in keeping you all focusing on politics, which is largely irrelevant to your life, right? There are times, there's no question it is relevant, but most of the time in your life it's irrelevant until you bump up against a policy that is uh, encroaching on your life. Um, and this is why freezing the bank accounts is so vital and so important, for example. But why are they always focusing on just, you know, oh, Nikki Haley and Trump, burr, 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 burr. there's so much good stuff going on as well that we can share and talk about, but they never do. It's almost like they're all trying to brainwash us into one silo or another and to always fixate on these things, which is why I like Bitcoin, because Bitcoin doesn't do that. But this stuff doesn't do this either. So I don't know. I want you to, my suggestion is maybe consider that and think about that as you're taking advice from people who are telling you, you know, how to live your lives, how to think about things politically and whatever. Like maybe there's something more to aspire to than just constantly talking about, you know, a few, a few individuals and a few small stories. I see alternative media and all these social media influencers are now doing the same thing that turned me off of legacy media, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe, when I would get in the car and I'd turn on the radio when I used to listen to testicle radio, and I'd hear the same five news stories over and over again, no matter what channel I changed to, over and over again. And that's when you know it's propaganda. Well, are we seeing the same thing from the larger uh, alternative news figures? seems to look that way and it seems to look like like TikTok they have their own heat button that can uh, cause you to go into either slip into cognitive dissonance or to accept any sort of NPC programming that they're trying to uh, to insert in any of us
Uh, they 3D printed the first organ like decades back. Yes, that's that's true. But remember, it's not it's it's inside, so there's not it, there's it's not like they're 3D printing an organ and in, implanting it in somebody. But yeah, then it was about getting the body not to reject it. I think about what the completion of the human genome project promised to the future. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, sonic energy uh, well taking out the brain tumors. Yes, this is true. By the way, Lono is super smart. He's uh, he's a Bitcoiner from Canada. Uh, really good dude. Doesn't take bullshit. And uh, really smart. Uh, Tech Talks has interesting things. Oh, but Lono, Lono. You can't walk, watch TED Talks because, you know, they're all, it's all lefty stuff. You have to just go over to this small group of influencers for information because if you go to Tech Talk, that's all lefty. Now, I tried to explain this to somebody um, over the weekend. Like, I'm a big techie. I watch a lot of, you know, uh, structural stuff, uh, new applications, uh, productivity tutorials, how to scale things, and that sort of stuff. Um, all those people are lefty, but their shows are have nothing to do with politics, right? I remember my, my ex many years ago, I got her a speaking role at a TED event. And yeah, those people were pretty lefty, but we weren't talking about politics all the time. Wasn't was irrelevant, right? Like don't allow politics to enter every conversation. We can do it here, but whatever, right? Um, and, and by the way, Lono, it, it was actually one of the TED Talks many, many years ago when I was trying to wrap my head around blockchain as I was learning about Bitcoin. And I think I was already in a little bit, like I was always already trying to buy stuff and whatever. Um, it was a TED Talk that really kind of mapped it out simply. It was a TED Talk and a few other presentations that I put it all together and with a few articles that I was reading. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think I kind of understand where that is, right? So anyways, don't let them put you into any political silo. And please make sure you have friends from across the political aisle. And you're not talking about politics all the time. And uh, by the way, I mentioned the last stream. I mentioned some people on the weekend. This year, there's something like 65% of the world's democracies have national elections. So we're going to hear noise like this all over the world. And if we keep going into these po political silos, we're going to tear each other's throats out. Uh, so just let, let the political establishment say it's nonsense, it's BS, treat it with skepticism, understand everything they say has maybe 30% truth to it. And then you make your own decision when you go to the ballot box and then just don't let it, you know, impact the rest of your life. Focus on your friends, your family, people around you, all the things that are important. And, um, and pay attention to all the advances of technology that are going on around here, around you, because it's really amazing. Last time we talked about uh, cyclorotors, which are going to lead to the advent of the flying car, which hopefully will alleviate a lot of traffic around the world. So you can have gas cars on the, or internal combustion engines, whether they're hydrogen or fuel or diesel on the ground. And then you can have electric flying cars using cyclorotors that are, um, that are not on the ground, that are flying. Like this is amazing. There's so much good stuff that are gonna happen. The world's gonna change beyond our beliefs. And Bitcoin is a part of that. So 
congratulations to everybody in my, in my Discord that is getting into Bitcoin after all this time. I'm here to help. Lono is here to help. We're all here to help. Doesn't matter where you are politically. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're not talking about politics. Unless that is Wednesday at 1 p.m., the political Bitcoin hour with myself and Brandon Gentili. Otherwise, it's just Bitcoin. Uh, hello as well. Level-headed conversation, smooth. Okay, so you guys are all talking to each other. Uh, Jess, thank you for being here. Cheryl, Lono, everybody else. Uh, you guys are amazing. I love all your support. Tonight, 8 p.m. is the Twitter space from Diverge Media looking into the subversion of the Freedom Convoy. Should be pretty interesting. His article comes out on an hour before that at 7 p.m. And then I'm going to be spending the remainder of my week with uh, Peter McCormick. And uh, I will update you guys a little bit later on. So I won't be able to do any more streams until I think on Saturday. We'll probably do my next stream. If I can do one before then, uh, then I will. All right. So I love you all. And uh, Jesse is recruiting more people to the Discord. By the way, Jesse, I'm opening up the Discord address and to bring more people in it. I know we wanted to kind of limit, you know, interaction, but, uh, you know, maybe it's time we, we get a feel for who's there and we can start slowly bringing more and more people into the Discord. Uh, as, a, as a kid, I thought I'd have a cool, cra a crazy cool flying car like, he like healthy cigarettes. I got freaking Facebook. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Be good to people. Uh, treat them well, uh, and especially treat the strangers well, the guys who are grinding in the convenience store, the gas station, who are working retail. Put a smile on, your, on their face.